stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner. And my friend, I want to say thank you for joining me for today's program. I really look forward to our time that we spend together every day studying the Bible. And today, we're going to continue the brand new series called, These Signs Shall Follow Them That Believe. But first, I want to remind you that I have a brand new book that I want you to have before the Christmas season gets here because it's a book you're going to want to use during the Christmas season. Watch this. In many cases, Christmas has become the battleground in the ongoing culture war. Christmas has become happy holidays, and even the word Christmas has been canceled. In Rick Renner's timeless new book, Christmas, The Rest of the Story, Rick reminds us of the true reason for the season, the birth of Jesus. Through its detailed watercolor illustration, Christmas, The Rest of the Story invites you to explore the Christmas story as you interact with the story across nearly 300 decorated pages. With Rick's scholarly insight on the familiar story, you'll get a fresh, deep, and new understanding of the nativity story and the powerful message of the Gospels. The Christmas story is the most important story ever told. It is just miraculous. And with this wonderful, fully illustrated book, you will learn so much and you'll want to share it with others. When you call or go online right now to pre-order this book for just $35, you will receive the eternal story of Christmas, now beautifully told in this timeless keepsake. Bound in a landmark large format book, you can emphasize the true meaning of Christmas to your friends and family. This sweeping portrait of the Christmas story takes readers on an illuminating journey into that first holy night and ultimately the redemption story of God's love. Great as a gift or enhancing your own traditions, pre-order the book today, Christmas, The Rest of the Story, for just $35. Call now or go to renner.org to order. Don't miss this special Christmas offer. Get your copy today. Please go online to order your copy of Christmas, The Rest of the Story. When you see this book, you will understand why I'm so excited about it. Not only is it full of amazing information about so many details you've probably never heard about the birth of Jesus, it is fully illustrated. You will love it. And you ought to buy two because for sure you're going to want to give one of these to somebody else for the Christmas season. It is just amazing. But this week we're also offering you my brand new series, which is called These Signs Shall Follow Them That Believe. There are signs that are supposed to be following you if you are a believer. And the Bible does not say these signs will follow Christians. It says it follows them that believe. And I'm going to Remind you in just a moment what that really means. But these are signs that are supposed to follow those that have engaged their faith and are believing to see the miraculous. Well, what are the signs? Well, you need to order the series. It's a five-part series, and it comes with a wonderful study guide. And in the study guide are all the points, the principles, the Greek words. Everything in the series is in the study guide so you can read it while you're seeing it or while you're hearing it. And this week, we're also offering you my book, which is called Dressed to Kill. You don't have to take it anymore because you're dressed to kill a biblical approach to spiritual warfare and armor. This book has amazingly been distributed by the millions of copies all over the world. So I want to ask you, do you have your copy of Dressed to Kill? If not, you need to order yours today. You will devour it 
and you'll be so glad you ordered this book. And when you reach out to us, please be sure to let us know how to pray for you because we're waiting for the phone to ring right now or for your email to show up in our inbox, and we really want to pray with you. But today, we're going to return to Mark chapter 16. But first, I want to read the words of the Great Commission, which are recorded in Matthew chapter 28. And in Matthew chapter 28, Jesus said these amazing, powerful, powerful words in beginning in verse 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them. He was speaking to the disciples and said, All power is given unto me, in heaven and in earth. Then in verse 19, he said, go ye therefore. And you know what the Greek means? The Greek means go and keep on going. Get going, keep going. In other words, he wasn't describing a one-time mission trip. He was describing a lifestyle. Go and keep on going is literally what the Greek tense says. He says, go ye therefore and teach all nations. That's what we're doing in this ministry. And if you're a partner, I want to say thank you for helping us to do it. But Jesus said, go and keep on going and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Verse 20, teaching them. There it is again. We're called to teach the Word of God, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. And that word lo is the Greek word edu, which carries with it a sense of amazement or wonder, which means Jesus was so excited about what he was saying that he himself injected the word lo almost in essence as saying, wow, what I'm about to tell you is so exciting. Lo, behold, wow, listen to this. I will be with you always, even unto the ends of the world. And here we have a conditional promise that if we go, if we keep going, if we teach the gospel, if we teach people the word of God, if we make disciples of all nations, if we obey the commandment to go and keep going, Jesus says, wow, 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 will my power ever show up in your life? And it was a promise that he made to the church to the end of the world or to the end of the church age. So we have the promise of God, the promise of Jesus himself in Matthew chapter 28, that if we obey the Great Commission and if we go, God's power will go with us. And today, that leads us back to Mark chapter 16. Do you have your Bible? Let's go back to Mark chapter 16. And today we're going to begin again in verse 17, where Jesus said, Jesus said, and these signs shall follow them that believe. We've seen that the word signs is the Greek word simeon, which was the word used to describe the signature that authenticated a document was genuine. So when Jesus said these signs shall follow them that believe, it means that if we'll go in the name of Jesus, God's signature will be upon us and upon our ministry. The supernatural will go with us, and the supernatural is God's sign or God's signature that we're the real deal and we're preaching the real gospel. And Jesus went on to say, these signs shall follow them that believe. He did not say these signs shall follow all Christians. Many Christians have no signs. He says these signs shall follow them that believe. And the Greek tense really means those that have engaged their faith and are believing. And as I've told you in previous programs, Denise and I have noted over the years that people who regularly see signs and wonders in their ministry 
are people that are believing for it. If you don't believe for it, you probably won't see it. If you're not believing for it, you won't even make room for it to happen. But if you've engaged your faith and you're really believing for it, you will see these signs accompany you everywhere you go. And Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe. And we've seen that the word follow, the Greek word parakoluthio, a compound of two words. The word para means to be alongside, to be near someone, or to be in close proximity. The word akoluthio means to tirelessly follow someone else like a disciple that stays in step with his teacher. And when you compound the two words together, the word follow describes something that follows you like an assistant, something that follows you like a companion that tirelessly goes with you wherever you go. If you go on a journey, that associate goes with you. If you go to the store, that person goes with you. They are tirelessly accompanying you everywhere you go. That's the word that is used here, which means wherever you go, these signs are supposed to go with you. These signs are your associates. These signs are your helpers. And wherever you go, these signs are to stay in step with you. Say amen. And then Jesus goes on to say, these signs shall follow them that believe. And again, the tense of the word believe means those that have engaged their faith and they're believing for it. So let me ask you, what are you believing for? You're going to receive exactly what you believe. If you're not engaging your faith to see these things, you won't see them. But if you'll engage your faith and make room for them to happen, you will see these signs accompany you everywhere you go. And the first sign Jesus gave us was authority over the devil and over demons. He said, in my name shall they cast out devils. And we saw that that word cast out is a translation of the Greek word ek balo. The word ek means out. The word balo means to throw or to hurl. But when you compound the two words together, it means to throw out, to forcibly evict, which means when we run into somebody that's demonized, the devil has found a place in their lives. We have the power to evict the devil from their lives. We are to be people who are casting out demons. And my friends, if you run counter with a demon spirit, don't be afraid of that. You have the authority to deal with demon spirits. Jesus said, this is a sign that will accompany you everywhere you go. And over the years, Denise and I have cast demons out of many, many people. It's not even difficult to do. Most demons go out just with a word. They obey the name of Jesus. But then Jesus added, they shall speak with new tongues. We saw this in the last program. If you didn't hear that, please go back and listen to that program in the archives or order the series. But today we're going to look at the next phrase, they shall take up serpents. What in the world does that mean? Well, in the back hills of some states in the United States, there are some religious groups who on the basis of that verse believe Jesus commanded them literally to pick up snakes. And on the backside of their stage in their churches, they have cages where there are rattlesnakes, water moccasins, copperheads, and a certain moment in the service to prove their faith, they open the cages and they begin to pull out the rattlesnakes and the copperheads and the water moccasins. And as an act of faith, they begin to pass them through the congregation. Well, I'm glad I've never been in one of those services. But let me ask you, is that really what Jesus was talking about? Was Jesus really saying that we're to pick up rattlesnakes? Of course not. That's not what he was talking about. Then what in the world was Jesus 
talking about? Well, first of all, the word serpents in this verse is the word ophus, which describes a snake, a snake. And you have to understand that in the ancient world, snakes were dangerous, life-threatening creatures. And people were especially afraid of snakes because the road system of that time was not very developed and there were a lot of ruts in the roads and snakes would lay in the shadows in the ruts of the road system. And very often people had to blaze a trail where there was no roads at all. And as they blazed the trail, often they would encounter snakes. I'm thinking about not so long ago when I was filming in Turkey and we were blazing a trail where there was no road trying to get to an ancient site and we could literally hear the snakes moving in the grass all around us. I'll never forget one time I was filming and as I was filming, just having a good time teaching the Bible, my producer said, uh, Rick, don't move too fast. Look to your side. And I looked to my side and there was a big, big brown snake curled up right next to me while I was teaching the Bible. <laughs> I had no idea the snake was even there, but the snake didn't touch me. And we were walking through that grass and those snakes were moving all around us. They had no effect upon us. And that really is what Jesus was saying here. He was sending people to the ends of the earth. They were going to have to walk on dangerous roads. They were going to have to blaze trails through grass where there were no roads. And Jesus was saying, even if you encounter snakes, don't be afraid because I've given you authority over serpents. It really was a protection promise for those who would take the gospel to the ends of the earth. And it reminds me of what Jesus also said in Luke chapter 10, verse 19, a verse that charismatics love. And listen to what it says. Behold, ah, there's that word behold again, the Greek word you do. Jesus is so excited about what he's going to say. He adds the word behold. Wow, listen to this. That's really what it means. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Well, when Jesus said that in Luke chapter 10, in the previous verses, in Luke chapter 10, verses 2 through 11, he just told them he was going to be sending them to the ends of the earth. And again, people who traveled to remote areas had to encounter a lot of interesting things along the way. And very often they encountered serpents and they encountered scorpions. Serpents were these deadly, deadly snakes. And scorpions were loaded with poison that had the power to paralyze and sometimes to even kill. And just like the snakes would lay in the ruts in the road or in the grass, the scorpions loved to lay in those ruts in the road or out in the grass. And Jesus was saying, I'm giving you authority. I'm sending you into areas where you may encounter some really rough natural things, but don't worry because I'm giving you power over serpents and even over scorpions. You say, well, what application does this have to do with us? Because today we don't deal with snakes and we don't deal with scorpions. No, we don't, but we may go to an area that's very volatile and dangerous or the gospel may require us to fly on an airplane that seems pretty questionable or rickety. And we have the promise of Jesus that whatever we encounter, we have authority over it when we go to preach the gospel. And notice in Luke 10, verse 19, Jesus said, you'll tread 
upon serpents and scorpions. The word tread, the Greek word patain. It means you're going to walk right over them. And Jesus was saying that even if they walked right over a scorpion, even if they walked right on top of a snake, they didn't need to worry because he was giving them supernatural protection against all of these dangers. That is amazing. And then in Luke 10, 19, Jesus added, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. The word hurt, a form of the Greek word adikeo, which describes an injustice that is performed against you. Jesus was even saying, don't worry about some kind of injustice or acts of retribution that will be carried out against you because nothing shall by any means hurt you. And guess what? When you read this in Greek, it's really interesting because there's a triple negative in this verse. The Greek literally says, and nothing. That's the first negative. No, that's the second negative. By no means, that's the third negative, will injure or harm you. A literal translation. And nothing, no, by no means will injure or harm you. And this is a divine sign. It is God's signature on our life that He is with us, that nothing harms us and nothing hurts us. But if you go back to Mark 16 and verse 18, Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe. Then in verse 18, he says, they shall take up serpents. And again, here we have the promise of God that if we go in the name of Jesus, we will be protected regardless of what we encounter. And when you read Acts chapter 28, verses 3 through 6, we find just an example of the apostle Paul who was bit by a snake. And in fact, the Greek says it was a viper. That viper pumped that venom into his hand. And what did Paul do? He just shook it off. That's the kind of power we have operating in us. But when you continue in Mark 16, verse 18, it also says, they shall take up serpents and then, are you listening? And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Well, the same religious group in the back hills of some snake states that pick up snakes also drink poisons and toxins as a way to prove their faith. Is that what Jesus was telling us to do? Of course not. Of course not. He wasn't telling us to pick up rattlesnakes or to drink poison. So what was he telling us? Well, he says, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. First of all, we come to the word if, which in Greek, assumes that this probably will happen. The word drink is the word pino. The word pino means to drink or to consume. And it pictures a person who's consuming something like meat or some kind of food. And then Jesus makes it a really broad statement when he says, if they drink any, the word any is the Greek word tea. It describes anything at all. And then he specifically says any deadly thing, the word deadly is a Greek word which carries the idea of something that carries death or something that could be potentially fatal. And Jesus says, it will not hurt them. And here we have the protection that if you go to the ends of the earth and food is set in front of you that you've never seen before and it's mystery meat, you're a little afraid to eat it, yet the Bible tells us to eat what is set before us, eat it with faith, eat it with joy, call it blessed, call your body well, eat it in faith and with this promise. Jesus said, if you've gone in my name to the ends of the earth, nothing you eat, nothing you drink is going to affect you. I remember about one time when I was in the back hills of West Virginia and I was preaching and doing a seminar in a church and a woman said, I'd like to invite you and the pastor to my house for lunch. 
So the pastor said, well, come. So we went and she said, I have a surprise for you today. So I'm sitting at the table and suddenly she brings to the table a creature that I have never seen before. It's laying on its back. It is deep fried with four legs sticking straight up. And I said, what is this that we're about to eat? She said, I'm not going to tell you until first you eat it. Well, that immediately made me wonder what I'm about to eat. I ate it. It was stringy meat, greasy. And finally she said, okay, I'm going to tell you what this is. This is groundhog. I said, really, where do you get a groundhog? She said, oh. she said this was roadkill. <laughs> she said, I picked it up right out in front of my house and it was fresh. So I knew it'd make a good lunch. Well, Jesus said, don't be afraid to eat what's put in front of you. And as one who has lived his life going to the ends of the earth, I can tell you that sometimes food is put in front of you that's quite interesting. You don't know what it is. You don't know where it came from. You don't know where it was cooked. Was it cooked in a clean place or a dirty place? And sometimes people who go to the ends of the earth get upset because the food isn't like the food back home. But if you go to the ends of the earth, you're not going to eat food like you have back home. You're going to eat food that you would find at the ends of the earth. And Jesus was saying, hey, guys, I'm sending you. And this sign is going to follow you. It will be God's signature upon you and upon your ministry that if you do anything in my name, I will protect you from serpents, from scorpions, from anything that would try to attack you. And by the way, if you eat anything deadly or that could make you sick along the way, I'm going to protect you from that too. This will be a part of God's signature on your life that you're operating in the gospel and you've been sent on a gospel message, mission, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, I think that is totally amazing, just amazing. But this promise belongs only to those who believe. That's what the Bible says in Mark 16, verse 17. These signs shall follow them that believe. You might say, well, I know somebody who went on a mission trip and they got in trouble. I know somebody who went on a trip and they got sick. This sign is activated by faith. Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe. So when you go in Jesus' name, you've got to activate your faith while you go, that if I run into anything along the way that's a little volatile or dangerous, or if I accidentally consume something that could potentially make me sick, I'm activating my faith that I'm going to be like Teflon. It's just going to slip right off of me. None of these things will affect me. This is one of the signs that's going to accompany me everywhere I go. Wow. I'll be back in just a moment, and I want to pray for you. In Rick Renner's new series, These Signs Shall Follow Them That Believe, Rick unpacks the words of Jesus about what kinds of supernatural signs are supposed to follow those who believe. But to see these supernatural signs, you have to engage your faith to see them manifest. God wants these supernatural signs to follow you. But what exactly are the signs? How do you ignite the supernatural in your life? How often are these signs supposed to follow you? And what does that really mean? In this brand new five-part series, Rick clearly shows exactly the supernatural signs Jesus said will follow those who believe and how to activate them in your life. Jesus said, if you believe, you will cast out demons. You will speak with new tongues. You will have supernatural protection. You can lay hands on the sick and see them recover. This five-part series is available in digital or physical format starting at just $10. And today, we are also offering you Rick's book, Dress to Kill. This 500-page illustrated book is a comprehensive study on spiritual warfare. 
and will teach you how to put on the full armor of God and the importance each piece of the armor plays in defeating the enemy. This book will equip you to keep the devil under your feet and deal a blow to the works of the enemy in your life. This beautifully bound book can be yours for just $22. Don't miss this special offer. This series, These Signs Shall Follow Them That Believe, and the book Dress to Kill. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Friends, this is Rick Renner, and today I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for helping us to victoriously finish phase one of our ministry expansion project, which was purchasing our Tulsa headquarters building and building the building for our new studio in Moscow. That studio is an anchor for the Word of God. And together we did it. We finished phase one. And then you faithfully stayed with us through phase two and you gave again to help us finish the interior of the studio. And I wanna say thank you so much. But now in front of us is phase three. You say, well, what is phase three? Phase three is paying off the Tulsa building. Now, right now, I'm in the interior of the Moscow Good News Church. It is quite an amazing place. When you walk through this building, it's so beautiful and it testifies to the grace of God and the provision of God and the giving of our church and of our partners. We built this facility debt-free and because of that, the Moscow Church has never had the burden of monthly payments. All of our funds have been released to do the work of the gospel. And now we need to do that in Tulsa and I call this phase three. And I'm asking you today to pray about joining us as part of the giving team for phase three, which is paying off the Tulsa facility. And the reason we want to pay it off is because then it will release funds for us to take the teaching of the Bible to the ends of the earth. And dear friend, right now, the Bible is so needed. And I know that that's my heart and that is your heart. And together, we can take the Bible to the ends of the earth. So please pray about joining us for phase three to finish paying off the Tulsa building. And I wanna say thank you in advance. Have we had a good time with the Word of God today? We're looking at Mark chapter 16, verse 17 and 18 about the signs that are supposed to follow those who believe. It doesn't say they'll follow Christians. There are many Christians that don't believe. Jesus said these signs will follow them that believe. And the Greek tense says for those who have engaged their faith and are believing. You say, well, what are the signs that are supposed to follow us that have engaged our faith? Well, all of it is covered in my brand new series, which is called These Signs Shall Follow Them That Believe. There really are supernatural signs that are supposed to follow us like companions everywhere we go. And I want you to order this series because God wants these supernatural companions to go with you everywhere you go. And when we come back tomorrow, we're going to see one of the signs is that we'll lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. Don't miss tomorrow. But order this series by going online or by giving us a call. And remember that it comes with a great study guide so you can read it while you're hearing it or seeing it. And right now we're also offering you my book, which is called Dress to Kill. You don't have to take it anymore. 
a biblical approach to spiritual warfare and armor. God has given you everything you need to enforce Satan's defeat. He's already under your feet. You just need to know how to keep him there. And that's what this book will help you know how to do. But let me pray for you. Father, I thank you that you have sent us forth into the world with supernatural signs and wonders, divine companions that are go with us everywhere we go. And Father, we pray that you would enable us to release our faith, engage our faith to believe for these signs to follow us everywhere we go. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll see you tomorrow. But remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there's power.